What is up, you guys? Welcome back to the Uproot Yourself podcast. I am your host, Emily Brower. So today is just going to be a little solo episode, and we're going to be doing a Q&A. I had asked you guys, uh, it was a few weeks ago, to put your questions um, in if you wanted to be kind of shouted out, shouted out to <laughs> Um, on the podcast. So I'm just going to jump right into it. These are all these are all kind of random questions, but at some point I'd love to kind of narrow down like three questions per episode and really go in depth on them, like whether that's about business or self-growth, motivation, what have you. Um, but yeah, these are definitely more random and personal ones. <laughs> so some of them are personal, some of them are um have to do with waxing, etc. So, okay. The first one is, is it worth, so this is Soul Sugar Studio at Soul Sugar Studio. She asked, is it worth having a storefront? Does it make things more complicated, more expenses? Um, so I think a lot of people are confused about the space that I have. Yeah, I have a little door <laughs> with a window and I guess technically you can call it a storefront and it's, this whole space is mine. I have a bathroom, two rooms, and then I have a little front room. But it's not like your typical storefront where you're next to a grocery store or uh, Hobby Lobby or what wherever. Like it's not in like shopping a shopping center. It's in like a little professional park. So it's all little businesses and offices. Um, I think that it makes a little bit of a difference. You know, I'm not getting as much exposure as I would if I were, you know, next to all these big box stores. And also I don't really want that because I'm the only one here. Um, So I I don't want people to think that this place is always open. On the door it says by appointment only, blah, blah, blah. So is it worth having a storefront? I think that just depends on what you want. Like, what are your goals? Do you want a storefront? why and then why do you want one? Because you can always make it work. You can always, you have to figure it out financially. Um, But for me, like my space is only 800, but it's pretty funny because the space that just became available next to me, they're now asking 1350 a month, which is still like decent price for what I'm getting. Like I'm, I have my whole space myself, but they kind of jumped up with the rent and my rent is up in uh, August. So we'll see with that, I guess. So I think like with $800 a month for rent for me, that's totally doable. Um, I'll usually make that in a day. Um, So it's like my rent's paid in a day. And I'm happy with that. But when I first started out, oh my gosh, 800, I was really happy if I made that in a week. I was like balling if I made 800 in a week because I was taking like one to two people a day when I first started, you guys. So it takes time to grow. You have to be patient. Um, But that is something that you will have to decide is if a storefront is worth it to you because that means employees, that means payroll, that means managing people, um, way more in rent, way more in expenses. You're going to be checking inventory and ordering products all the time and you have to be really organized and that has to be your jam, you know, and I know a lot of people that are killing it and rocking with it that do really well with it and, um, yeah, you just have to kind of decide 
if it's right for you. I know I said that like three times, but okay. So <laughs> the next question is from k.hamilton93. She asked, is your seven to 10 minute Brazilian the time the client gets on the table and gets off the table? So no, I mean, it depends. I have some clients, I swear to God, I can wax them so fast because I've been waxing them for like eight years and their hair is just super easy. So yeah, they, they literally come in, they get undressed immediately, get on the table and I wax them in maybe like six minutes. They're off the table getting dressed and she's like in and out of here in like 12 to 15 minutes. It's crazy. Um, I do have those clients, but then I have the clients that, you know, take a bit longer to get on the table. We're talking and then her wax could take me like 10 to 12 minutes because I have to tweeze a little bit more, what have you, what have you. I need to stop. Emily. <laughs> um, and then it takes her a few minutes to get dressed. So don't focus too much on the time. Like, you know, plan enough time for yourself. I book my clients for 20 minutes because I like to allot enough time in case they're running five minutes late. Or if, you know, we could talk a lot and I work a little slower or, you know, I just like to have enough time. I have to check everybody out too. I don't have a receptionist, so I need that time. And 20 minutes has been like my sweet spot to book everybody. I will not book a 15 minute unless I know the person and I'm just trying to squeeze her in and I know I can get her done in that amount of time. Okay, next question this is by, or this is from Aesthetics by Monica K. She asked, how do you deal with a client who wants to get you to join an MLM? <laughs> okay, girl, like leave me alone. I'll, I'll hit you. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I would never hit anybody. You guys, I've never hit anybody in my life. Um, I actually have had a couple clients. I've had one where she was doing, um, sorry, let me turn my phone off. I had one where she was doing like this, um, this like yogurt type stuff that she'd like, I saw her Instagram and she'd put it on a spoon and eat it. And then it's like, oh, it trims fat weight, like crazy fast. Like I, I really highly despise, um, people that try to sell, others on um like weight loss fat loss like oh drink this tea take these gummies do this it's like it's all bullshit it is all bullshit you guys so when she started talking to me about that i was like yeah girl i'm all about the calorie deficit and working out that's just that's how i'm gonna lose weight like if i'm trying to lose weight but i'm not gonna i'm not gonna talk to you about your yogurt stuff it's just not my jam i didn't say it like that so to be helpful, I want to help you out in answering this question because obviously you probably have a client who's asking you to join one. Just be completely direct with her. Look her in the eye and be like, look, thank you so much for offering that to me, but I am in no way interested whatsoever. And you just cut it off right there. It's super simple. You just have to be direct with people. And the eye contact is everything. Be confident with your word, okay? Be very very confident because you are confident that you don't want to deal with that shit. You don't want to be selling Mary Kay and Arbonne and LuLaRoe leggings with firefighter trucks on them. <laughs> you know, this shit's wild. Okay, next question. Let's see. 
Jess Kane, Wax Skin, my girl, she's in Colorado, does aesthetics. She asked, what's your best and worst waxing story? Like horror story or best story? Oh, yeah. Best slash worst. Yeah. What's the best horror story? Oh, my God. I read that wrong. Um, Horror stories. I don't really have too many. Um, I would say like the scariest thing that's happened to me being solo has been when... um, this guy came to my door. It was like seven o'clock in the morning and he came like knocked on my door and he was like trying to look in the window. And it was when I was getting ready. I was getting my wax ready, getting my room ready. My client wasn't going to be there for another like hour and a half. And my dumbass goes and unlocks the door. Like I wasn't even thinking that, oh, he could be trying to rob me or hurt me. Um, it's seven o'clock in the morning. Why are you just like roaming around? knocking on people's doors. It didn't hit me. I, for some reason, I thought maybe he was, um, a maintenance guy or because sometimes we have guys like getting on the roof here, they're working with the AC heat or whatever. So I just wasn't thinking I opened the door and he like steps forward and gets really close to me. And he's like, I need a wax. It's like all he said, I need a wax. And I stepped back and I was like, I, I kind of like laughed a bit. I'm like, dude, I'm not open right now. And I, I only take, um, clients by appointment only it says on the door. And he's like, just standing there. And all of a sudden I see, um, this Range Rover like drive, um, up and stop in front of my door. So I'm thinking, is he with them or were they like, did they see him being a creep and like stop and wait for me? Were they worried? I didn't know. I thought he was with them. So I started to get really nervous. And I was like, do you want my card? Like, I can just give you my card. And he, his movements, his energy and everything was just all bad. It was all bad. And I was just like waiting to get attacked. Basically, that's how I felt. Um, and I gave, I went and gave him my card and he walked away. And then the Range Rover drove away. So I closed the door, locked it. He walked one way and the Range Rover left. So I think they did see him um, creeping about because then uh, my friend Selena, who works a couple doors down, she has a, a camera. What are they? The ring doorbell cameras. And she saw, she pulled it up and sent it to me that he was like walking around, like being a creep, looking in everyone's window right before he came and knocked on my door and he's like looking in my car and shit. It was crazy. And I'm really thankful that that Range Rover drove by at that moment because if they didn't, I don't know, like, cause he saw the car, he knew that they were there. And I think that's why he decided not to like rob me or whatever. I bet my life on it that that kid, like he wanted to rob me. That was probably the scariest thing. As far as waxing, this was about, this was supposed to be about waxing. Um, Waxing, uh, I would say when like, when I worked at European Wax Center, that was when all the worst shit happened because you'd get a bunch of wild people in there. I don't know what it was, but sometimes it just brought in the weirdest people. Um, There was this one girl that would always come in super intoxicated and 
she just every time she had to go drink heavily before her wax. And I had to continuously tell her like, okay, we got to get dressed now because like I have a client coming in in like two minutes. Da, da, da. And then she would just go off and tell me all these stories like while she's getting dressed, quote unquote, but she wasn't moving. I'm like, you got to move. That's like my biggest pet peeve is like, you are not my only appointment today. <laughs> I am on a tight schedule. Please get dressed while you talk. You can um, get undressed while you talk and you can get waxed while you talk. Just, yeah. I don't know. I'm trying to think of other horror stories. Oh, this is a good one. Um, I actually gained a client from when uh, European Wax Center, when I worked there, there was this girl that worked there that was fighting with my manager while I was in my, I was in my room. I didn't have a client at the time. And she's like screaming in the hallway. And this is during business hours when other girls had <laughs> clients in their room. And she's screaming. I go out. She's like foaming at the mouth, like yelling at my manager. And <laughs> my manager uh, was like trying to calm her down. <laughs> I just remember that was such a moment. Um, and I, the receptionist asked me if I could take that girl's client because she was screaming. So obviously she was going to get fired. And so I took her client and now she's, she's one of my clients still to this day. And we talk about it sometimes like, oh yeah, remember how we met? It was so romantic. (laughs) Oh man, European. Let's move on to the next question. Okay. How long good brow day LLC asked, how long were you and your fiance separated for? Um, so if you guys listen to my first episode, I think I talked a little bit about like how Nat and I had met when I was 21. I'm 30 now. So that was nine years ago. And four, I think it was four or five years ago, we broke up for like a month and a half or two months. And then we got back together. So It was a good time in my life, though, because although it was like horrible, I needed that. I needed that awakening because I hadn't, I don't know, I was not, I was not being good with my life, period. I was just depressed and it kind of woke me up and like, it was kind of like a rebirth in a way. Like I found roommates, I moved out, um... I got my own place and I just started this different life, but I needed that in a weird way. I don't know how to explain it, but it was good for me. And, but then we got back together because you know what? We freaking love each other and, you know, we all make mistakes and we all fuck up, but I, I'm not the type that's like, oh, you do this, like I'm never talking to you again or you do this, da, da, da. It's just all circumstantial, I guess, but I don't know. I think we're all human and we all just need time to grow, especially when we're young. Oh my gosh. And at the time I was 25 and I was a little wild child. I'm definitely a better person now. Okay, let's go on to the next one. Underground Wax Bar asked, who has inspired you along your journey in building your business to what it is today? Um, well, my friend Amber is the one who really inspired me to even start my business because she had done it and I had seen what was possible. And let me just tell you, that is a huge, huge takeaway, you guys. When you are stuck in this like one track mind where you only like think 
this little bit is possible. And then you see somebody who's just like you and they're doing it like five times as big as that. And they're like, they're expanding their horizons big time. You see that and you see that it's possible when before you didn't think it was. It's huge. It like, like explosions happen in your mind. (laughs) Like, I don't know. I just got so excited. I'm like, no way you're making that much. I was blown away. So she's the one who inspired me to actually go out and start my business. When I got into business and I finally rented my room, I got fired from European Wax Center. I was taking the clients that had followed me and then trying to gain new clients from Groupon and Google and all of that. Um, I honestly, like I was on Instagram a little bit but nothing heavy. Like the only waxer I think I followed right in the beginning was Browse by Liz and Kelly Baker. And I didn't see myself in the same realm as them. So it didn't really inspire me as sad as that sounds. Like I was just, it it was that limiting mindset. I was like, that's them. They are like way above me way, way above me. And I'm just gonna, you know, take my clients, make my little bit of money and be happy with that and be grateful that I don't work at European Wax Center anymore. But in the beginning, I did not have big dreams. I didn't have bigger goals and I wasn't pushing myself at all. I was, uh, I was just being really, um, what's that word where you're just, you're staying in your comfort zone, uh, complacent, complacent, complacent. That it's not a good word. I don't like that word. Um, but then when I started, um, getting on Instagram during quarantine, uh, the first few people I started following was Mackenzie from the wax room, uh, Kirsten Tampa waxer and, um, oh my God, I have a few others, obviously Southern beauty, Savannah, I, me and her connected right away. I have a few that I was like, I looked at their stuff every day and little did I know that a lot of them were really new to the industry too, but mainly like seeing what McKinsey did, um, at the wax room, I loved how consistent she was with content and that really motivated me to, um, get consistent. And then I kind of started finding my own theme on Instagram and people started liking it. And I was like, oh, I might have something here. Holy shit. If you put in the work and you're consistent with things, shit starts to happen. So yeah, I would say my girl Amber and then all the waxing girls on Instagram, like I just saw what was possible and it motivated me. So I just jumped with it. Um, I'm trying to think of anybody else. I don't know. It's left my brain, but you need to find inspiration in yourself too. And just, just know that if you believe in yourself and you continue to just take one step at a time, do something each day that moves you closer to your goal, you will get there. You just can't stop. That's the thing is if we, we do it for two or three months and then we're like, ah, nothing's happening but you're underestimating what can be done in a year. You're overestimating what can be done in two to three months. I took that from somebody. I took that from Ed Milet. I love Ed Milet, Andy Frisella. They motivate me. If you want to listen to someone who's going to motivate you, 
go listen to Andy Frisella. He will like scream and yell at you. And sometimes I can't take it, but some days I'm in the mood and I'm like, just destroy me. Okay. So my next question is from my girl, Barely Becca. She asked what my favorite vegan recipe is. Um, and I had to pull this up. It's my stepmom's vegan nacho cheese dip. You guys, this shit is fire, 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 fire. So good. It's water. Should I list it up? Maybe, you know what? I'll put the recipe in the show notes, but it's water, uh, raw cashews, nutritional yeast, pimentos, arrowroot powder, or you could use cornstarch, lemon juice, salt, onion powder, garlic powder, cumin, soy riso, which is a soy based like chorizo alternative. Um, and then, yeah, I'll, I'll put the, I'll put the recipe in the show notes. Really good. And I'm sure you can look up on Pinterest too, like just vegan nacho dips because I don't do dairy. Dairy is scary. Um, Next one. I just lost it. Where did it go? There it is. Okay. Okay. Becca's other question was, um, how do you go about being eco-friendly in your life and your business? Oh my gosh. I mean, I'm trying every day to find alternatives to things. Like, so at home I use, um, these like face wash cloths. Um, and then like they're obviously they're reusable. And then I have these reusable cotton rounds that I have in this little bamboo stack. It's really cute. And you just use them whenever, like take your eye makeup off with oil and then I'll just throw them in the wash. And then we also, like for dishwashing, because we don't have a dishwasher, we have these reusable dishwashing scrubbers that you can throw in the wash as well. Um, we obviously use reusable bags for everything. We don't use plastic bags. Um, I mean, we just do our best. We try to recycle. We don't do like one use plastic. We don't ever buy water. Okay. Please, someone explain to me, why do you buy bottled water? Somebody, like, help me because, like, it drives me insane when I see people buying bottled water um, at the grocery store, like at Costco. They buy, like, this huge thing of bottled water and it's so unhealthy for you and it's just sitting in plastic and, oh, I'm not judging. I'm just confused. So help me understand. Get a water filter filtration system, reverse osmosis, whatever, and bring your water. I have a 64 ounce water jug that I bring with me everywhere. And that's my homie. And you don't have to go get a Stanley cup, by the way, it can be just whatever brand, just make it stainless steel, no plastic. Even if it says BPA free, it's still plastic and it still has other shit in it. Plastic is nasty. Um, other ways of being eco-friendly, eco-friendly. Now, in this business, in waxing, it's really hard to be eco-friendly because everything is like a one-use item, you know, or sticks or wax and cotton rounds. Um, you can do, um, like the wax pads. That way you're not using table paper. Table paper is pointless anyway, because people just sweat through it. It's disgusting. It gets everywhere. It sticks to people's ass. There's no point to it. So I have a reusable wax mat that I got made uh, by Brie. She's at Lash and Wax OC. Love her. I need to have her on the podcast. I need to ask her. I know she's a busy girl, but 
yeah, she made mine. And then I guess you can use reusable cotton rounds, but I don't really want to have to do laundry when I'm, you know, like people's pubes come off when you're (laughs) like cleansing their skin. I don't really want to deal with all that. And that's, that's up to you if you want to. I do use the silicone brow spoolies. Those are awesome. And then just throw them in the, um, my little soap and water. I scrub them at night and then I throw them in the barbicide and they're good to go for the next person because they're silicone. So they can be reused. I don't get those bristly bristles because they're porous. Um, and that's just so much waste and the handles are plastic. It's just a lot of plastic, you guys. Also, my wax is eco-friendly. It's biodegradable. It doesn't have any polymers or plastics in it. Uh, it's the Relax and Wax Hard Wax. Very good, you guys. If you're trying to be eco-friendly as a waxer, you can either do sugaring or use a biodegradable wax. And as far as I know, Relax and Wax is like the only one that doesn't have polymers in them. And I know it's hard, like, to make wax formulations. Trust me, I know. Like, I have a friend who's trying to do it right now. And, but I just, I feel better about just not throwing away tons of microplastics every day. You know, it sucks. But hopefully, hopefully we can keep innovating, you know? Okay, I think that's it. Oh my gosh, did I hit them all? Yes, I did. Okay. Wow. We're at 25 minutes. Dang. If you guys have made it this far, thank you so much for listening. I will be doing more Q and A's. So just check out uh, my stories if you want to keep up with those. And I'll announce when I do a Q and A and you can put it in the Q and A box. And I hope you guys have a great day. Be great. Do good things. Be nice to people and love yourself. I will see you next time. Thank you.